with no run sheet, no guideline whatsoever. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast. We are back for the first time in, what's it been, two weeks? Over? Almost almost three. Almost three. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half. Close enough. My goodness, it's been a long time, but Endo... Mill Endo M Mando Mills just Endo yeah what's, so many what's the tag so now? many names so many names um also notice balls dropped Endo because my voice sounds a little bit different now because uh we'll we'll get to why my voice is like this in a little bit but hi <laughs> welcome to the Tuki Take Podcast episode whatever the fuck it is we don't even know <laughs> anymore since still not here he's in Finland mm-hmm. God rest his soul enjoying <laughs> the the beautiful land not sponsored by the way. Uh, mm. By Finland, uh, the inter- immigration of Finland or whatever, tourism, all that. Mm. With you guys, it's immigration. With me, it's tourism. Fair. Fair. Mm. So, yeah, today we just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's talk. Let's catch yeah. up. Um, we obviously missed out on a lot hockey wise in the past two and a half weeks. The Stanley Cup was awarded, the NHL awards are tonight, the draft is in two days. There's a lot to talk about, and we will be back at least recording on Tuesday. It might not be up until Wednesday, but we're going to have kind of this show today with Endo and I just kind of shooting the shit, and then we're going to have a hockey episode tomorrow with good friend of the show, of course, writer for the Las Vegas Sun, Danny Webster is going to be back to talk all about the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup, and he was there covering the team every step of the way, so I'm very intrigued to hear him kind of talk about what that journey is like uh, to follow a team as they win the cup. Meanwhile, I was in an airport terminal in New York <laughs> watching <laughs> Vegas just ruthlessly kick the shit out of Florida. <laughs> I will say that is, that is without a doubt the biggest, like, how do I describe? You can't describe it. That's the biggest shit kicking I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. in a the, not even a, like a deciding playoff game like there was like no i want to say there was no fight but there was almost no fight again with uh with florida but we'll get more into that you know yeah. uh this is usually the first show after Tugi goes away for whatever reason if it's finland or a vacation it's been mm-hmm. like the vacation kind of show kind of describing everything that went over there because you were there yeah. for like a week and a half in finland this time instead of just mm-hmm. like a week so yeah. you have a lot of you have a lot of experiences uh, to tell this time around than others because it's never a dull moment when it's Tuki traveling. Oh my fuck, boy, is it not? And for mm. Endo, I mean, you alluded towards why your, you know, why your voice is a, a little bit shot. Do we want to start off with my big story of the past few weeks, or do we want to start off with yours? Um, it depends if we want to start out with someone who has blessed us the opportunity to have this podcast here, our lovely sponsors over at Manscaped. Exactly. There we go. I wasn't sure if uh, we were still sponsored by the lovely fellas, but he's wearing the shirt. There it is. (laughs) Manscaped, your one-stop shop for literally everything you need when it comes to taking care of your body, whether it's using the, um, the deodorant. The order protection unit, which I found out I am not allergic to. I was just an idiot and I used two products at the same time. And don't do that. Oof, make sure you oof. make sure you apply once, not double apply. You might get a little bit of a rash. Not too good. And what other products do they have, Tuki? They got the lawnmower 4.0 with the light on it so you can see it in the dark. Mine is not and in my office. Shave yourself in the dark. Yeah. You know, sometimes, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe you just... You, maybe you you need a flashlight, right? And you're just hmm. like, oh, I don't have a flashlight. I'll just turn on my lawnmower 4.0. Bam. Power goes out. That battery lasts a long time. I don't think I charged mine in like four months. Not Power goes you. out? You're camping? Who doesn't exactly. want to trim up while they're camping? You know, exactly. it's that time of year. Get outside trim, and trim up your bush while you're in the bush. There you go. There you go. So certainly, again, as always, you can use code Tugi, T-O-U-G-I-E, at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sticking with us, even through uh, these extended little breaks in the show, which, you know, I mean, it it, kind of lends naturally. We'll start at the beginning, of course, if you listen to the show, Twitter, 
you know, follow on Twitter, Twitch, whatever, uh, you will know that both Sin and I went over to the lovely land of the Finns uh, for the third time in a year. We were there last June. We were there this past February and then went again uh, to cover a live final in the NHL esports sixes scene with our lovely friends at Sports Gamer, sportsgamer.gg. Um, Corsin left before I did and is still over there as we speak. He has, I think, another week to go before he comes home. So, and that's that's if he leaves when he's supposed to. I don't know if we, I don't know if he will. <laughs> to be honest, that's like he is so like. As a friend, it's just it's awesome to be able to see someone just so happy. <laughs> like oh, he yeah. is so at home over there. It's it's ridiculous. And obviously I can talk about, you know, some of the some of the experiences over there, but uh, I left on the 13th, 13th. Um yeah. And the tri- the trip got off to a bit of a rough start in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah, it did. <laughs> mm, it did. It did. More so than just the big issue that most people have, have heard about at this point. So I get to the airport in Boston. And last February when I went, it was the typical like pre-flight anxiety of the day of, the night before, trying to get to bed, whatever. This time I didn't really have that. Because it hit me all at once while I was waiting at the gate for my first flight. Uh, From Boston to New York. It just it was this fucking tidal wave of anxiety that hit me all at once where I'm just like, can I can I do this? Am I going to get on this plane? Uh, Thank God for the fiance who uh, did her damnedest to just distract me until it was time to actually get on the plane. And then, of course, it's anxiety. You get on the plane, you sit down and you're fine. You know, you get in your seat. It's your own little spot break out the tablet started watching succession um not that far into it at this point but now that i know they stuck the landing i had to start watching it um and we're fine and it's it's a <laughs> shorty plane both, both. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah. um it's a 45 minute flight from boston to jfk in new york so i mean okay. literally it's up and down. that's it so it was fine um but before we left Boston for New York, at the gate, as per usual, it's a smaller okay. plane. You know, it's a, I think it was a two and a two. Might have been a three and a three instead of like a three, four, three seat configuration. You know, it's a, it's a right. smaller plane. So, hey, we're going to have to gate check your bags. Cool. Last summer, the same exact trip they did, and it was fine. So we gate check our bags. We get to New York. We grab something to eat. I'm watching Vegas shit kick Florida on my phone. <laughs> Everything's great. Um, while waiting, it funny enough too. Um, you know, we we have talked about uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Rampage Justin, mm-hmm. who is a uh, competitive esports player for Entourage in the North American scene. Um, Still, maybe my moment of the year was seeing him on the ice when Quinnipiac won the NCAA title because he's an equipment manager. Um, And I'm standing in line and behind me is a guy wearing a Quinnipiac uh, like sweatshirt. And I'm like, oh, I recognize him from the picture. (laughs) (laughs) So little did I know I was I was on the same plane as a guy who was going home for the summer. Um didn't want to be like, hey, Justin's my friend, too. And he'd be like, who's Justin? So we avoided that situation. <laughs> um, get on this flight, whatever. No problem. I mean, it's eight hours, so you're fucking exhausted by the end of it. I mean, especially me. Um, congratulations to me, by the way. First time I've ever stood up on a moving plane. I actually had to get up to pee. So. That's that's pretty good. I'm glad you didn't use yeah. a cup this time because, uh, yeah, you know, no. that, that one child who was next to you was like, what is he doing? And mom's like, look away, son. Don't worry. You don't Jesus. realize when you're older. Oh, God. But no, normally like uh, in that situation, my body's just like, all right, I'm going to shut down all essential like whatever you normally would have to do when you get out of the seat. Nothing's <laughs> happening. We, you are just here. 
You are in a practically vegetative state in this chair because fuck it, that's what we need to do. Anyway, you hibernate, you hibernate in the chair. Yeah, basically. <laughs> It's hilarious. Fucking, I don't know what it is, man. It's just what happens. It's my body's just like, cool. We're just we're we're sitting. We're not moving from here. Fuck you. Um. Anyway, we get to we get to Finland, and you know, after that bit of a rough start, we're like, okay, cool. We're here. It was both for both of us, kind of a weird setup to even you know start this trip. It didn't really feel like we were even going. So we land in Finland. And we're like, you know what? Cool. Fuck it. Let's make the most of this. We're here. Get to the old baggage carousel. Beyonce's bag is there. Mine is not. We wait 10 minutes. 30 minutes. An hour. Oh, no. Long enough for the listed flights for whose baggage will be there. My flight from New York disappears from the list. Oh, no. (laughs) In that time... We should have already been to our Airbnb, should have already been able to go out to dinner with Sin and uh, with Ken, with Kenu, the uh, leader of Sports Gamer. We missed out on that. Eventually, you know, contact people, our bag's missing. Oh, we'll try to get it back to you, whatever, we leave the airport. We get into central Helsinki, try to get our phones set up using previous phone cards because you're supposed to just or SIM cards, you're supposed to just be able to reload them, couldn't reload them, had to buy new ones. Get desperation Burger King. Because like, I just we just need to sit somewhere and eat. But I will say, um, while I try to avoid fast food in a general sense, the Finns just knock it out of the park. Burger King, McDonald's, doesn't matter. They knock it out of the fucking park. I don't get it. It's fucking delicious. Um Go to the Airbnb, pass the fuck out for like 13 hours. <laughs> I think the Beyonce slept for like four and four. I was out for like 13 hours straight. Um, second hibernation, as we there call it. <laughs> the restoring state, the recharging, like like Goku and like the, the, the conservation like tube just in there with the wires on them. Basically, like it's yeah. just... You know, uh, Beyonce certainly can't do that. She slept for like four hours and, and four hours. But yeah, I, I can just sleep for like 13, 14 hours and I'm adjusted. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, I don't have to worry about jet lag really at all. Right. Just for once, I'm finally over there. Um, so we get there. That was Wednesday. We the next day on Thursday have to go shopping for new stuff there you because go. they still haven't found my shit. So. You know, aside from the clothes on my back, it's like, oh, cool. Got to get a new toothbrush. Got to get new deodorant. Got it. Like all the stuff. Get socks, the underwears, just whatever the hell I can. Takes by by the way, um, if you are a larger American, aka an American, can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Like larger yeah. American. It's just, you know, a little bit. Maybe not so much really, an oxymoron, but you know. everything's big in America. Basically, uh, yeah, it can be a bit of a bitch to find things in a in a in a two X t shirt, aka a four X in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so huge. The body dysmorphia was on point. It's like, oh, what do you man. mean? I'm a four X over here. I'm only a two back home. Leave me alone. Fucking pick it on me. I hate it. Um, is. But, you know, buy a bunch of new shit. Then the positive, we got to uh, play floorball, floor hockey, essentially. Um, I got there like 20 minutes late from the hour session. Um, so I tried to immediately jump into playing. And I was backtracking, you know, backstepping, trying to get yeah. in position to get a pass. Lost my center of balance, fell flat on my ass. Uh, <laughs> I picture you falling like handsome Squidward out in the Y. Just yeah. flailing. No. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it, it was like I was trying to draw a charge on the basketball court, basically. That type of slide back. Like, it was, it was great. Oh, man. But, God, all of us. Sin had some ankle issues still that he was dealing with. Um, all of us are just like, oh man, we're get we're getting old. 
And Jesus. it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest of the three at 29. And it's like, oh, God, we're getting old. <laughs> you can't just step in and play an hour's worth of floorball and feel fine afterwards. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel that in the morning type of thing. Oh, um, man. But yeah, scored. Uh, I, I, I got a goal streak going from what I've played. Goal and an assist. Doing, doing all right. There you, you go. Know, blocking a lot of shots. Uh, <laughs> did my best Jack Eichel impression. Had a couple handballs in there, so I had to give possession back. But hey, you block the shot at all costs. That's just how it works. Uh, I have a question though: Is there are there actual goalies when you guys players or just empty net? So we did have a goalie um, on one side. He was butterfly the whole time, and then yeah. we had a shooter tutor on the other goal. Okay, traditionally it is usually butterfly, like you're on your yep. knees the whole entire. That's like how they do it. All I know is my fucking squirrely ass would be just a net the entire time. Yeah, mm. knowing me, I, their goalie was pretty good too. Um, I, you know, we switched up teams every once in a while, so you right. know, I, I, I played great defense for the shooter tutor. Let me tell you that. There you go. <laughs> that that wooden that wooden board was, was thankful for me. Made it easy. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was fun. Went out to the uh, sports gamer office where the event was held. Um. And they were, they, you know, I mean, hey, whatever. They were running a little bit behind on some things. So Sin and I are just there in the office. And that's when we put out the call online of like, who wants to play Ishul? And the answer was fucking nobody. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in the, you're, you're in essentially the EU, like, sports capita for like NHL. And everyone's yeah. like, who wants to play? Like, fuck you. Basically. <laughs> We, we got some answers later on in the night once people were actually available, but at that point it was too late. Um, but we did play we did play some club um, and drop-ins, stuff like that. So that, that was okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Friday was our, our first work day. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Friday I got to run around trying to find a dress shirt as well. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To the point where before that first broadcast, people are joking online. Like, so are you going to be like nude in the street? <laughs> <laughs> did they catch your clothes still? And the answer was no, they did not. Um, okay, I think I think I was the one who's like, he's going to do it nude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something I would say. Oh, yes. Man. Yes, it is. Because yeah, um, I did. But yeah, before that cast, we got there a little bit early. Uh, and this was the worst part of the entire trip, maybe. Sin and I played a versus game. And that started a trend of Sin and I, Ken and I, Ken and Sin playing a shitload of versus. Um, oh, man. I lost to Sin twice. And he <laughs> the did first not one, let you let it down. <laughs> no, he didn't. I The oh, first boy. one, he, he'll admit this, too. I outshot him like 28 to 10. Jeez. And got goalied by Igor Shesterkin. Um, I was using uh, Wash, uh, New Jersey, New Jersey, and Vitek Vanacek. I, I wish I had the shooter tutor in goal. Holy shit. Uh, I think he won that game with like 0.8 seconds left. Maybe that was the second one. But yeah, we, we played a lot of versus. Um, still don't like versus or hut. So don't expect that to come back anytime soon in a YouTube or Twitch form because. Damn it. Oh, dude, it just it gets on my it's so it's so addicting to play. It gets on my fucking nerves so, so much. Um, And, you know, different different philosophies, too, between the three of us in terms of I'm on the side of I fucking hate this game. Ken's on the side of understanding just what the game is and sins in the middle of like, I understand what the game is, but also it pisses me off. <laughs> So it, it made for interesting dynamics and interesting discussions. But yeah, I uh, I did not have a very good record versus wise. The one game that I won was against Ken, where it was the only game I played that statistically I did not have the advantage in shots, time on attack, face. Like, so basically the one game in which I did not on paper outplay my opponent was the game that I won, which lends credence to the idea that that's why pro players take like six shots a game, because I swear to God, the more shots you put on net that are stopped, a goalie heats up in versus or hut. I swear to yeah, God, that's I've why you see that. pro players only going for the A grade opportunities. They will take 
15 minutes of time on attack and have four shots, but they'll score on three of them. Uh, that is the I way noticed. to play that mode. Um, God, I played a <laughs> I played a versus game. I think last week or the week before, and it was it was something else. I <laughs> had no business tying a game up with 0.8 seconds left to go as Seattle against uh, who who was your team? I can't remember. I can't remember who I played against, but I had no business tying up a game with 0.8 seconds left. And we lost an OT because the guy cheesed it. But I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. I just, I didn't deserve the win, win that one anyway. But I've noticed some really, really shady shit happening when I play versus. But oh, well, that's the game. Basically, yeah. And I mean, again, that, that Friday, the 16th, we covered the 1v1 final. Um, and Sid and I were both like, oh, 1v1. Like, it's not our specialty. How do we feel about this? The games were fucking awesome, though. I was very surprised. Um and the guy who won the tournament, a uh, player by the name of Peekery, he is a fucking savant. I have never seen somebody play NHL and just get it. Like his understanding yeah. of mechanics and we'll use the word manipulation, but it is a skill to be able to manipulate the AI as successfully as he can against somebody else who also has a tremendous understanding of manipulation um it, it was i think the vod is still out uh twitch.tv forward slash sports gamer gg um if you ever want to see what it takes to be like an elite level versus player oh, watch yeah. the vod of the 1v1 final because i have never ever seen somebody dominate like i I just I don't even know how to word it at this stage. It was so yeah. impressive. Um, yeah. So I, I was watching that and I called I called last season's 1v1 with uh, Grizzgol, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sisu won after basically going undefeated the entire tournament. And I'm yeah. like, those are two very top high level players. And then we had, you know, the the quote of the year from Sisu, which is fucking <laughs> amazing. And just all that. How does it feel to win? Fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All deadpan, silent, just the way it is like that was perfect. Mm. But yeah, it's it's insane. Um, like people want to discredit, you know, one v one because oh, it's it's AI manipulation. Like it's kind of still an art form in itself. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's knowing how to play, what to do exactly. Because some of the stuff that the guys were doing in this one were were insane. Like he'd he'd sauce it to himself and then like shoot after, and the goalie mm. would like freak out and not know what to do. Yeah, so as he'd go towards goal, one of his primary moves was he'd do the self-sauce and the goalie would start to charge out for it and go off his line. So as he recovers the puck, just quickly drag to the side, the goalie's way out of fucking position. Um, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, the exploits, how big of a deal it is. But like I said, to at the same time be going up against another elite level player is what makes it so impressive. Um, right. You know, somebody like that will crush the shit out of a out of an average or above average player like one of us. To do mm-hmm. that though against somebody else of that skill level was was insane to me. So that yeah. was really really fun to see. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, at the same time while players are playing, you know, there are fellow one v one players, Sixes players, friends that were also hanging out in the office. There's like a little lounge area. Right. Um, one guy, I hate to say you could kind of tell he was going to be this guy, but he was this guy. Um, oh, boy. Had a bit too much. So at the end of the night, all I hear is that, oh, something happened outside. And oh, I'm like, no. oh, okay, whatever. So I'm, I'm leaving the office at like one in the morning, trying to get to the right. metro at two to get back to the Airbnb before right. shit shuts down for the night. And as I walk out the front door... I see this guy uh, passed out on the fucking sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and they had to call an ambulance. Oh, no. It was, um... Mm. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, to, oh. Oh, to be young again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, but, uh, that's wild. <laughs> don't don't uh, let anyone tell you that people don't take shit seriously like yes is the lesson (laughs) 
<laughs> NHL esports. Seriously. Oh, God. oh boy. Yeah. So then we get to Saturday, uh, which was the six v six final. Also a great experience. You know, getting to see um, a lot more people. Uh, Tunnel Vision won their second title in a row. Really, really nice group of guys. It was awesome to see them again. I've seen them now all three times. All three events we've covered in Finland, they've been in that final, uh, yeah. and they've now won back to back. Kind of sucked for for Lunda, who are now no longer for Lunda. It kind of has the feeling for those who pay attention to that scene. Kind of has the feeling of an end of an era. Um, the team ended up losing uh, that particular series, and then the you know for Lunda the club uh, for went uh, future sponsorship. So never a great thing, obviously. Um, but. Uh, hopefully not the end of an era in, in more ways than one. Uh, Fernando, of course, had their their captain Cape retire as well. So right. um, it's it's weird. It's weird when you cover an esports scene for over four years now, like Sin and I have in that regard. To uh, it, it's that feeling of change. You know, no matter what, any form of change, you know, you kind of feel it a little bit. So when you see change like that happen for something that you followed so closely, it's still just it's it's a bummer uh, in a lot of ways, but. I'm excited. I mean, the the league always has the tendency to change before every season. So I'm really intrigued to kind of see what happens next. But um, covering the final was great. Uh, I mean, Sin and I were in a a hot fucking room. That was about about (laughs) our only complaint. (laughs) Because, of course, it's Finland. And the sun doesn't go down until 10.30 p.m. And then it's right back up at 4 a.m. in the summer, (laughs) which is... Honestly, kind of nice, really. Um, just trying to think of any other any other little details. I, I can't. All I can say is they took damn good care of us over there. Lost a lot of versus games, um, but had a lot of fun in that regard. Uh, I, I don't remember. Like, the next few days are a blur after that, because it's like, after I was done with the work aspect of it, it's like, okay, shit, what are we... What, what do we do now? Like, my bags still weren't there. It's like, fuck, what, what am I going to do? Um, so Sunday, I think, was a day that we ended up going to the park. For those who follow me on Twitter, I posted a picture of a, a new seagull friend. Um, right. We went to this park that was fucking, um, like, amazing. Like, <laughs> jokes aside about fucking amazing. But legitimately, like, this place was, this place was fucking awesome. Like, Helsinki's so great for, like, hey, you want to be in the city? Cool. Five minutes later, you want to be in the woods or in a park? Cool, you can be. Um, it's really, really awesome for stuff like that. And then, I th- yeah, I think it was it was the... No, wait, we got out to the park on Monday. I don't remember what the fuck we did on Sunday. I'm trying to remember. All I know is I, I one of these days I got lunch at uh, Lopez y Lopez, which I posted. The empanadas on Twitter as well. De- seriously, death row. Death row, give me the empanadas from this place. I'll die a happy man. It might be my favorite thing I've ever eaten in my life. Um, so shout out to shout out to that fine establishment. Um, but yeah, I think it was the day that we went to the park, which was Monday. We get back and we're like, cool, let's go out somewhere for dinner as we get back to the Airbnb. Let me check my phone real quick. Hey, we found your bags. So keep in mind, I got there Wednesday the 14th. This is Monday the 19th. <laughs> what five days without this shit and it's like cool we can deliver the bags to the airbnb between 11 a.m and 2 p.m the next day or you can come get them and i'm like you fucking keep those within your sight i went to, we went to the airport immediately to go get this and they never told me you're like okay the the bags got here from from the u.s to finland and i'm not gonna take any more chances of anything else happening so i'm just gonna go and get them myself 100 percent smart Hundred yeah. percent. And the shitty thing is, they never told me what happened, where they were. I don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know if they were in Boston, if they were in New York, if they were in Helsinki, if someone in Helsinki took it home thinking it was there. I have no idea. Um, not a sponsor. Invest in a tracker, whether it be an Apple Air tag or whatever. Invest in that. Like I, I learned lessons. Like I looked into getting those before, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to need them. Then this happens. It would have been nice to know where the luggage was um, for those couple of days um, as well. If you're traveling with a friend, with a partner, whoever, um, half and half your suitcases, 
half and half your suitcases. That way, if you lose your luggage like I did for a few days, um, you have at least a change of clothes, at least one change of clothes, something. So uh, we learned we learned some valuable lessons um, on this trip. And then our last night there was on Tuesday. Um, we got out, looked around, went out to a little island called Swamanlina, which was was really fun. Uh, Sin had gone there the previous summer, recommended it. It was great. Um, and then went out to the uh, sports camera offices one more time. Sin had a, a pro division cast to do. So, right. of course, we went to visit him to be able to say goodbye and everything like that before leaving the following day. Um, played a fair amount of versus again because Ken is a son of a bitch and just fucking pokes and prods until you finally play. So we sat there after the <laughs> broadcast ended early. We sat there and played versus for a couple hours up until like midnight, which was dumb because we had a flight to catch the next day. But right. Um, yeah, it, it was just it was just a good time. It was. And then. You know, it finally feels like, okay, cool. Like, you know, these ups and downs throughout this trip. We end on a bit of a high note. And then the big travel day back home happens. Fuck me. Was this the most stressful travel day of my goddamn life? And then you lost your bags again. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact, at one point, oh people asked, do you want to check your bags? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. They'll stay right here with me. Thank you. Are you sure? It's free. I'm sure. I'm not letting go of this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, Helsinki Airport, uh, or Vanta, I guess, uh, very, very easy to navigate. You know, we grab something to eat. We're good to go. I'm not feeling nervous this time. I'm excited to head home, honestly, this time out. And then the takeoff from uh, Helsinki Airport woke me the fuck up. Um, oh boy i'm okay with turbulence if it's the kind of bumpy you know like okay as they always say like oh it's like bumps in the road that kind of bumpy stuff i'm fine with that during takeoff when you are swaying left to right oh and having the dips up and down oh so for those watching on video side i think you're swaying but then you're also doing this Holy shit. The the takeoff was rough. The landing was fucking worse. And when I mentioned this on stream last night, someone's like, you had a you had a quick descent into Heathrow, didn't you? Apparently this is a fucking thing. I didn't know it was a fucking thing. But this descent into Heathrow. Now there is um I had middle seat, which was fine. It was a three hour flight. Fiance had window, and there was this Finnish gentleman, 45, 50, whatever traveling with his family who were sitting in the three seats in front of us. He didn't say too much to me on the, the beginning parts of the flight, but he was he was drinking throughout the flight. He had the right fucking idea, as it turned out. Um, and as we get ready for this descent, he knew what was coming. I did not. <laughs> so he start this drunk Finnish man starts trying to calm me down by talking about, so what do you like about Finland? What don't you like about Finland? Oh, come on, it's got to be something you don't like about Finland. As we start this descent swaying and dropping up and down. I am clutching this fucking seat with both <laughs> hands in front of me, convinced like, oh, fuck, something's wrong. This cannot be right. The scariest flying experience I've had beyond the first time I ever flew, uh, which was which was rough for anxiety purposes. Um, but the flight itself was fine. Yeah, this this was fucking rough. I I was I I was I was fearing for the worst, but as someone informed me, apparently, yeah, this this is a relatively common thing when landing in Heathrow, at least in their experiences. So um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just googled it right now. A video, raw, real-time, unedited descent to London Heathrow. Turbulence, bumpy landing, and passengers <laughs> talking. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it's a known fucking thing, because the previous time oh, I flew over there, uh, last winter, for example, we went from New York to Iceland. Actually, we didn't even go to New York. It was uh, Boston to Iceland, and then Iceland over. I will be flying Icelandic again in the future, um, 
Fuck me, dude. Because Heathrow then, I don't know, for people who have been to Heathrow, you know, this place is a fucking monstrosity. Um, Just chaos as we, you know, head back into a terminal and it's like, okay, you got to go here. And had to take a bus, which was cool. We got to drive on the left side of the road for the first time. That was fun. Um, Get to Terminal 5. And then you're hanging out in Terminal 5, but it's Terminal 5A, and they didn't tell us until 20 minutes before boarding started. It's like, oh, don't worry, we'll update the board. 20 minutes before boarding started, after we grabbed something to eat in, like, the two places you can grab something to eat, this fucking terminal. They're like, oh, hey, you gotta go over to Terminal B. So you go down a fucking 16-mile escalator to hit the train to get to Terminal B. Fuck Heathrow. I very much enjoyed... The home stretch flight on British Airways. British Airways, you get my top recommendation um, in terms of the service they provide. The fucking food on, on BA. Holy shit. Fantastic. British Airways, tremendous. Heathrow Airport, suck my dick. Never never again, preferably. Like, I, at some point, need to get back to the UK, you know, check out the touristy shit in London, but especially, like, you know, gotta, gotta catch a Liverpool game at Anfield one of these days. Um, Heathrow Airport can suck the fattest one. Holy shit. Um, but that flight was fine. Thankfully, there was the bumpy kind of turbulence. I'm fine. If the fiance is like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm like, ah, bumps in the road. That type of turbulence is fine. Um, but yeah, you know, we we freaking get back uh, to Portland, Maine at like 1.30 in the morning. Get to a hotel. The only thing open Burger King. <laughs> so we have fucking Burger King at two in the morning. Go to bed. Wake up at eleven. Drive the fuck home. Thank God. Get home on a Thursday. Have a funeral to attend on a Saturday. Right. Um before you we left. Like fucking asshole. You look like a fucking asshole. Because I'm like, yeah, this guy fucking fell asleep again. He's like, now nah, someone died. I'm like, great, I feel like an asshole. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I, I told people Saturday it was gonna be a toss-up to me coming back to streaming. Um, I wasn't necessarily going to get into it, but I found the opportunity to make you feel kind of bad. But yeah, my uh, fiance's <laughs> grandfather on uh, uh, her dad's side had passed away before the trip. Um, 93 years old. Wow. Had three heart attacks. His first at age 40. Jesus. Like, this guy, this guy told death to fuck off until death said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> like i i got to meet the guy yeah i got to meet the man a few times and um lovely lovely guy but yeah 93 like lived a, a really fucking good life and got apparently from the looks of it more than 40 years than what he was expected to get so Jesus. you know it, it was definitely more of a celebration on Saturday, but still, it's you know you had the exhaustion of that and everything. So mm-hmm. you know today was the first day where we finally, uh, even now, I don't think we've both fully settled back in from the trip. But um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a weird one, and even now, like last night was my first night back streaming. It felt weird to be back. Yeah, and it's going to take a little bit to kind of get back into the groove of things, but all in all, still recommend Helsinki a lot. Um, I do want to explore other parts of Finland. Sin will get the chance to if he hasn't already because he's going to fucking move there. We'll hear more about that from him soon, I'm sure. But next month. Um, yeah, weird, weird trip this time out. But I, I don't regret it. Um, and I think a part two to kind of segue into what you've had going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, a part of the reason as to why it was weird is last night was a late start too. um because there was a certain event going on that you attended yeah. that um, I was watching as well and waited until it was over until we started streaming. Um, you, sir, attended your first wrestling event in 15 years? In 18 years. And it's- the last wrestling event, you, you know, my boy Chris Benoit was on the roster and he fought Oof. Chris Jericho. Mm. 2005 raw in january <laughs> oh man that is cr- that's wild the fact that i i i had to like double check and be like sure i'm like who fought like when and where and who did the opening and who was there and i i looked it up online because you know the internet is a great resource it's like oh yeah your last fight was when a <laughs> murderer was a 
Well, it was still a foot. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you had like a unique experience because it wasn't so much like, oh, hey, I'm planning on going. It's just like the possibility popped up and you essentially got to play the role of like seat filler. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the way it worked was good friend of myself, yourself, uh, Raptors uh, was Raptors GC. Basically, the guy who runs everything. Uh, Johnny Monopoly Monopoly, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Owe, if people remember for the streams we play FIFA, he reached out a few weeks ago because Safir and I, when we went to go see the Raptors set up downtown in Yongdan that square, uh, we talked about wrestling for a brief minute because we saw an AEW collision sign in the middle of Nathan Phillips Square. And we're like, this is weird. Are they going to like show up here? All right, cool. We look it up and like the collision tickets are more expensive than the forbidden door tickets. We're like, all right, cool, whatever. We talked to uh, Owe about it and he mentions like, oh yeah, wrestling, whatever. And he, he mentioned to me in the DMs like, hey, uh, I hear that forbidden doors in town and everything. And a little bit, he told me, like, told me you like wrestling. I'm like, yeah, sure. I love wrestling. And he says, well, let me know if, uh, you know, you're, you're around. And if I get these tickets uh, for work, cause you know, MLSE people get tickets for venues that MLSE owns. So Roger center, not Roger, center, not Roger center, but sports, uh, hot sports, Scotiabank arena, uh, Marley's Coca-Cola Coliseum and BMO field were the Toronto FC plays. Basically any sports team or any event that's kind of like run with MLSE, uh, the employees of MLSE get, uh, can go into like a, a raffle and like get tickets that way, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And we basically play the role of sea fillers. Like he gave me a call and said, yeah, it's, it's up here. We meet here at six o'clock. So like the, the door is open at six 15. We're in there at six o'clock getting brief about everything saying, okay, so you're going to have these tickets. These tickets are guaranteed. You're, this is where you're going to be hundred percent. If the tickets, if the seats fill up during the show, we're going to ask you guys to go around and basically fill seats. So that way, you know, the everything on like the hard cam looks full and it, it looks like it's a, it's a full venue. It was a full venue. Uh, I heard something on the lines of it being like the third highest selling wrestling event in Canada, like in history, yes. which yes. is that's huge for like, a, I don't want to say a small promotion like AEW, but it's a pretty big promotion, but for a, still relatively infant like franchise as AEW <clears throat> to basically sell out their second time in Toronto, second time in Toronto, second time in Canada, the sell <clears throat> out, you know, Scotiabank arena and have the third highest sell. Next thing you know, they're going to be over in Roger center doing something over there. Like that's me like down the line. Who knows? I mean, I think I'm not 100% sure. Cause I know WWE had a big event. Well, actually that was Montreal. I imagine the, the two highest, would be the two WrestleManias that were held in Toronto. One was, yeah. what, 1990, and the other was 2002. So, mm -hmm. I think we had a SummerSlam here once. 2004. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Hey, you, also you would featuring know your boy, Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, basically, what happened is we were sitting right behind the hard cam. I think I have my ticket somewhere here. It was section... 109 like seat eight like row 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 seven row your row, boat row fight the power yeah <laughs> <laughs> row your boat so then we're sitting there behind there and we find out that you know tony khan comes and says that you know the match between adam cole and um tom uh, lawland is canceled because adam cole's like sick mm. so then he his thing is like completely wiped off the show and then what ends up happening instead is that Tom Lawling comes out and fights uh, Serpendico or whatever his name is. Serpendico. Mm. I can't pronounce names because, you know, my, my speech is ruined from screaming my lungs out. Um, they, he comes out. They have a whole match beforehand as a bonus match, you know, kind of having it going through. It was pretty sick. Not going to lie. And then yeah. right when the prelims start, uh, the seven o'clock hits. They were kind of like on there for the pre-show and we get told to, Hey, there's a bunch of seats right in front, uh, like section 119, like, like row, like eight, go there. If anyone shows up, 
take the seat, like go back to any other seat that's available, like in those two sections, one right in front and one's right to the right. Me and Owe, we go over there. We get, we sit down. We don't move the entire night. <laughs> we are right in the middle the entire night of the show. The guys next to me who know fuck all about AEW are like, yo, dude, you're on like you're on camera. I'm like, what? I'm on camera. I, I didn't know. And they show me like on camera. I'm like, oh shit. Oh damn. Oh my god. I gotta like upsell my emotions. And then you see Owe stiff as a board <laughs> the entire <laughs> show. If you go back, he's barely any emotion. Like he's kind of like taking it because he's not really like a like a big wrestling guy. He knows like WWE and everything. And so every time he sees someone go out or do a move that he sees like, you know, like there's like a, a luchador doing like, you know, luchador esque moves and stuff like that, like high flying moves. He's like, yeah, Rey Mysterio, 619, y'all get him. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> and then he sees a whole bunch of people come out. He sees Chris Jericho. It's like, wow, he's still fighting? It's like, yeah, he's he's around. And he sees Sting. Oh my God, he's still around? He's like, bro. <laughs> It's like sees Brian dancing, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're they're here. You know, they're not that old. I mean, they kind of are, but at the same time, they're still like, still in their prime. I mean, not really necessarily Sting, but you know. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. the The environment in there, it was nuts. I think the funniest thing that I, the funniest thing was the guy next to me kept calling uh, Soraya Page. Mm. <laughs> And then the guy in front, <laughs> the guy in front of me, uh, he's like, "No, that's not her name." <laughs> and he's like, "He's a brother," and he says, "Like, no, no, pages are sleeping." <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> the WWE, and the other guy didn't get it because like he, the as a white guy, he didn't get it, and he looks at me and he's like, "No, listen, it's Soraya." It's like, "What do you call her?" I call her Sriracha Sauce because you know whatever, it's fine. And he starts laughing, and we just start like hamming up the entire night. And it was just an unbelievable like environment. Like mm. the crowd went nuts for CM Puck in the both like the love and hate way. It was oh, yeah. beautiful. Everyone booed the fuck out of MJF, but everyone also loves MJF at the same time. It's like it's like a it's like a love hate relationship, and I love it so much. <laughs> it's oh, uh, it was a fun show to watch. It would have been a very fun show to go to. Uh, you were one of many many people who i know that that were there um god whether it be uh someone like arcade regiment on on twitter who's a big wrestling fan steve dangle was there i saw yeah uh (laughs) i wanted to go take a selfie with him but there was so much action happening he didn't respond to what section he was i didn't want to like dox him and be like you know i know like for this section right here i see the 50 bay street in the top corner so that means like you know, like Rainbolt with uh, GeoGuessr, how he just guesses it like immediately, like complete accuracy. Mm. Yeah, like I knew exactly, I knew not exactly where he was saying, I knew where he was, but I didn't want to go like, yo, Steve, I'm a big fan. Right. Hi, I'm, acknowledge me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> acknowledge me. <laughs> like, I am the table. <laughs> it's like, you're just, you're just here trying to have a good time. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to, trying to chill and everything. And it was it was insane. I picked up. Well, I was given actually. Speaking of uh, arcade regiment, Phil, uh, he was like, "Did you get anything at the event?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Well, I got you." And he gave me a Rainmaker million dollar. Beautiful, hey. love it. There I'm gonna go. savor that. I have my wristband. I'm gonna frame it, and like I have the ticket somewhere that gets crumpled up. And yeah, so it was really cool. Uh, I was going nuts, especially when uh, Kenny Omega recovered from the one when they when they tried to put uh, when Osprey tried to put his move over on him on the mm. one. That was the large that was the largest pop I have ever heard. Like maybe just as it hasn't been in the wrestling event in like eighteen years, and my yeah. little baby ears are a little sore. But that was a massive pop. It was loud mm. as hell. Almost as big of a pop as Kenny Omega's neck when he got dropped on his fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh my god christ you know when he got dropped at his neck i a part of me is like if he didn't like hurt his neck i think that match would have went on even longer that's what potentially, i potentially yeah yeah i mean that was the thought with that match and the the main event where brian danielson fractured his arm <laughs> which um 
is going to potentially affect uh, an event I'm going to. Uh, I have my own AEW experience again coming up in three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Um, July 19th. Be going to their debut at TD Garden, which is great. Um, speculated that it'll be their uh, annual blood and guts match, which is, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, the term war games, it's essentially a double cage match, which is great. Um, very, very excited for that. Uh, I'll be playing the ever loving hell. I finally pre-ordered the game today. Uh, AW fight forever that drops later on this week, I think on the 29th. So we'll be playing the crap out of that on stream. Uh, oh, along yeah. with uh, F-123, which I'm a little bit late to the party on. But, um, man, if there is ever a sports game that you can go back to after a while that will fucking humble you to be like, oh, cool, any skill I had is now pretty much gone, it is an F-1 game. Like, that will... It'll put you in your place quickly. Of like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to just pick it up and be good again. It's like, mm, you, got, you got to put in a little bit of work to get back to that prior skill level. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Did we cover everything that we wanted to cover for just a, a friends catching up, shooting the shit kind of podcast? Yeah, uh, it's been good. Also, I, I want to say this. These questions have been sitting inside uh, the podcast question section for about two weeks. They said, oh, I have the keys to the Porsche. Uh, I'm bored. And I didn't do an episode. I was going to do it by myself just to talk, speak the shit. So. Answer some viewer questions. Yes, no. Maybe like two sure. or three. Yeah, sure. let's go for it. Perfect. So everyone who's been sitting in the Discord waiting for me to answer this from June, June 16th. It's been 10 days. <laughs> I am Worth sorry. Yeah, I apologize. So first one from Bouncy McBoink Boink. Which form of ice cream is the best form of ice cream? So this probably covers like frozen yogurt, gelato. Uh, ice cream, real milk ice cream, none of that like McDonald's crap where it's just like fake. Paste. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I, I'll I'll always go for a McDonald's vanilla cone. I don't give a shit. I don't I don't there care how fake it is. It's delicious. Um, oh yeah. The answer for me is gelato. Gelato is S tier. However, it's funny you brought up ice cream because sin discovered something the last time he was in Finland and I didn't get to experience it until this visit. There is a Magnum bar, which is a common brand. Oh, but this particular bar is double gold caramel billionaire. It is the greatest ice cream bar in the history of the earth. Do you guys not I, have that? I think not we have the US. Oh. Not in the U.S. Doesn't oh. exist. There you we go. have Magnum bars, but not that particular one. Um, we got home and immediately looked to see if any stores or nothing. Like it's just, it's not an American thing. Um, yeah, I um, holy shit, because he hyped this bar up a lot. Like we walked through two supermarkets to find this fucking thing because he was determined. He was a man on a quest. And eventually we did find it. And uh, yeah, very, very much worth it. So uh, outside of that, gelato is the answer. Gelato is king. I think for me personally, I like frozen yogurt because when I was, I would say when I was younger, I'm pretty young myself. When so I was a young boy. A young boy. My fault. Did you know I didn't really get into MCR? I liked Fall Out Boy and mm. Panic like for like one song, but I didn't like MCR. I'm not sure why. Has that changed? Because you said didn't. That's I mean, still like, the case? I, I, unironically, I'll throw an MCR song on. Like, you should. Good. Because unironically, <laughs> they're fantastic. Like, <laughs> you should. Good. Uh, yes. I will, I've, I've taken Panic out of my playlist like eight years ago. Fair. Yeah. I, I still have a couple, a couple of songs from Panic. But yeah, I was always more of an MCR, or even a Fallout Boy option yeah. over panic at the disco I know. the second oh, question so, yeah so i was gonna say about the uh frozen yogurt there was a menchies that opened up uh downtown 
in Toronto. If you're not familiar with what Menchie's is, it is a frozen yogurt restaurant. Well, frozen yogurt, like kind of bar thing where you basically pay by weight. So you can go Ah. around and get any sort of flavor you want from the dispenser, put it on there, weigh it, put some toppings on there and whatever it weighs to, that's what you get. No, I did not like go super crazy with it. The best part is when you're a little shit, the server as a kid, you can go ask for a sample, right? Mm. And you can just eat. You keep eating fucking samples because they give it to you in like one of those little, you know, like McDonald's uh, dip fry cups, like the ketchup dipping sauces, mm-hmm. like one of those things that you put it with the you get like one cup and you just go through, take a sample. You go, oh, this is pretty good. And then you just fucking leave. Just, just You just fucking run out of there and it's perfect. Um, so like I had a big thing for frozen yogurt. I could go for frozen yogurt literally you had a big thing for being a terrible kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah, you did okay. <laughs> I mean you're not great, but you're not a I'm terrible not a, human being. I'm not amazing. I mean I'm. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I mean come on. I'm not an asshole. I'm just in the whole of ass. Sure. Why not? Yeah, a little bit. Next question from the lovely. Uh, what is the oh Bud Knight FC? Who is uh, Hawks? What is the most underrated jersey in the NHL and AHL, respectively? That's a loaded one, now, isn't it? That is a good one. This is a loaded question. Most underrated in the NHL and the AHL. You know. This jersey got a lot of flack when it was first introduced in the league. And I'm going to say the Florida Panthers home jersey. Because mm. it's in the background as well. So I can I can see it and see how it looks. Mm-hmm. People hated that. Like the design, the logo, and the jersey itself too. Like it looks really... This did look like, like a football jersey. Like, yeah. You know, FC kind of thing. It looked just kind of like that and not really original. Uh, it kind of gives me shades of reminders of the KHL, where literally all of their jerseys are almost the exact same with the same fonts, same number font, same letter font, and basically same like two tone kind of design. But for some reason, it just pops. It pops more with with the the Panthers home than the away jersey, to me. Yeah, I'm God. I'm sitting here trying to think of seventeen different fucking jerseys. Um, I abstain from this question. <laughs> There's <laughs> just too many. I hate questions like this because I'm thinking of what 64 teams because there's 32 yeah. AHL teams now. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. Too many. Too many. I abstain. <laughs> Screw uh, you. I, I hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> I think my favorite my favorite AHL jersey is the Baby Yoda Wilkes-Barre Scratton jerseys. They did sure. a Baby Yoda jersey. I believe it was a Baby Yoda. They did a Baby Yoda one and they did a pizza one. Where um like the it was like a it was like a pizza delivery for a penguin. It was something like relatively simple. Cause they did that for I think they, they also did that for their all not their all-star, but their winter classic jersey. It was really clean. Really nice mm. and simple and clean. Well there you uh, go. You got your yeah. answer. One more with that. Qu- Oh, Never okay. mind. Was, we got one more. One more question. Yeah, uh, sorry. One more question. You want to end the podcast now? <laughs> Is that the question? That's, that's the question. <laughs> sure. Let's end it now because we'll be back very soon to talk about the hockeys and everything yeah. we didn't talk about today, including today's news of Taylor Hall getting traded. So, hey, you got to tune in until tomorrow to find out how we feel. And, oh, uh, what do you have going on? Uh, I was supposed to stream today, but as you can tell, my voice is relatively hoarse still. And I'm exhausted from working at 6 a.m. because your boy's moving. And I got to get I got to make a lot of money to you know pay for my first and last for rent next month. Yeah, that's great. But anyways, I'll be streaming whenever over on YouTube because I've made the jump because Twitch is. I want to start fresh and I want to challenge myself a little bit more than just sitting in front of a computer screen and playing video games. Cause although that's fun, it's not really what I want to do. You'll be seeing a lot more. Uh, where the fuck did I put it? Oh, here it is. GoPro hockey videos, because I've decided that I'm going to mic up and just 
record things and yeah. talk about rental hockey and how crazy it is and the opportunities that I've been given. Like the one time I played with Eric Lindros and I brought a camera and some of the uh, other vets who were there, who I will not name, like smacked the camera down because they didn't want to be filmed. And I had no idea they weren't okay with it because I because everyone in my room is like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's sick. So more and more of those stories and more gameplay of that coming up on my channel and looking to do a fantastic four franchise, which is I make four custom players and I play in a random league and I position lock myself and I play as those four players. So it's going to be like a sniper, a power forward, an enforcer and a playmaker and do something like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be playing a bunch of F1 23 on stream. A lot of AEW fight forever. Still going to get some NHL content in there. Of course, that's about it. So with that, everybody, until tomorrow, thank you very much for uh, listening to uh, us talk about our troubles. <laughs> and we'll be back. This is what's going to be all summer long, by the way. So get ready for that. We'll be back very, very soon. Until next time. Bye-bye.